2: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.
3: Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence.
1: Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence, as always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Peggy Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing custom research and content marketing to the global mobile industry.
0: I'm Shahab Zaghari, award-winning filmmaker and executive director of marketing at Higher Ground Creative Agency.
1: So, Shahab, here we are, ending the Mm -hmm. summer. Great summer, I hope for you as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. A bit of a scorcher, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I I heard about that. I heard about that. We had (laughs) some hot days here in Europe, but nothing like that. And, of course, um, you know, it's just looking at the schedule, moving ahead and into September. Busy conference season, conference trade shows, you know, you name it. Got a couple coming up on my end as well. Uh, Interestingly enough, all focused, of course, on one of our favorite topics, mobile apps, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Where where are you going?
1: Well, I've got, um, actually I have Demexco, which is, if you haven't heard of it, I don't know, have you heard of that one, Shahab? Well, it is actually rising up to be the must-attend show for digital and for mobile, marketing, advertising, and you name it, in, in Europe, actually. So outside of the U.S., this is the show. And um, it's uh, one that I'll be attending. And then, of course, there's Mobile World Congress, but that's next year. But I always think ahead. And the interesting thing about this time at De Mexico is um, I'll also be supporting the Mobile Marketing Association as it kicks off its very first um, official launch um, in Germany. It's had some partnerships in the past, but now it's oh, MMA very Germany. Cool. MMA Germany official. I'll be what they call chief content officer, um, and all
0: right,
1: uh, awesome, and bringing hopefully some great, great guests and some great stories from you know across the pond here to our show because in many ways it's these uh, sort of nimble startups and interesting sort of solo marketers that have some great stories to share. So I'm excited about that. And, and what about you, Shahab? What's up for the for the fall ahead?
0: Well, for the fall and, and winter, we've got a lot of uh, commercials uh, in the pipeline, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. always exciting to work on. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, I'm uh, on the board of the American Marketing Association Las Vegas chapter, so we've got uh, our fiscal year starting. And so that's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun, a lot of really great speakers, and uh, a lot of work to be done, but it's it's going to be all worth it.
1: So we're uh, moving around in similar circles there. And and maybe we're also focused on the same types of trends coming up because, uh, uh, you know, when I look at apps and particularly, you know, app marketing, it's amazing how important influencer marketing is becoming. You know, it is the way to... Um, just ignite that, that social media loop that comes back and is so beneficial for app developers and app companies on a tight budget. So absolutely the yeah, I mean, one you, to you watch. You couldn't
0: be more right about that. And that's from the small mom and pops all the way up to the global developers. I mean, everybody is tapping into these influencers. Uh, so it's interesting to see where that'll go from you know here through 2017.
1: Absolutely, and it's also one of the reasons that we will have this as sort of one of our other themes here at Mobile Presence. You know, we're going to look at it today, but we're going to continue to look at it going forward. But uh, for right now, we welcome our guest, Victor Ritchie. And before we welcome him, I have to tell you something about him first, because this is unlike um, any of our usual guests here, Shahab. Hmm. Someone after your own heart, Lay it on me. I'll leave it on you. He's um he's 21, full-time student, and his passion, and our focus today is his company, TrendPie. It's an influencer marketing firm that offers consulting and services to help apps grow, and uh, this young company has worked with indie companies as well as the likes of Unilever, AOL, and Yahoo, and this you'll love, Shahab. It all started out with Victor's amazing and funny, super funny Vine videos. Wow, that's
0: amazing. Welcome, Victor. Thank you. It's great to be on. And so, Victor, as Peggy mentioned, you know, I am definitely a fan of Vine. I Vine at least once a day, if not more. You know, I've got one channel where it's all the funny stuff. I've got another channel where, where it's, you know, the artsy stuff and then some kids stuff. How did you get started in all of that?
4: Kind of funny story, actually. The way I got started was just to put a video on my Twitter account. So this app, Vine, just recently came out, and I thought that was a great outlet to put this video of me removing a yolk from an egg using a water bottle. That was the first video I made. I (laughs) used this app called Vine, and I put that on Twitter a week later. And what what year was
0: that? What year was that?
4: Oh, this was going back to probably 2014, uh, right when the app released, so... 2014 ish, uh, give mm-hmm. or take. It was going into my uh, it was going into my freshman year of college, where I'm now a senior. Cool. And then what happened? So you said shortly after that. Shortly after that, my channel had 25,000 followers. Just over a week later, I hit 25,000. Uh, so I continued posting videos. Naturally, that was the next step for me. Long story short, 196 days later, I think it was, I hit a million followers, and at that point. It was oh. just a whole new world to me. Very cool.
1: So that was uh, that was what that was all just because um, yeah basically what because it was cool and people talked about it is that what sort of started your career as a, an influencer and then later an entrepreneur?
4: Correct. I mean, at the time, I wouldn't say it was necessarily the cool thing to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I was in my dorm room making videos of lighting Doritos on fire. and kind of random things like that so like you said uh it's kind of was a passion uh creating videos content that was something I really enjoyed so I did it just to do it and it developed into something that I never would have expected
0: it's
1: amazing I'm just curious I have to ask this you know was part of this also and you can tell me as well Shahab I mean is part of the 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 popularity here and and the success is because you grab onto um, a new platform as soon as it's out there and start producing on it. Because I wonder if you could do that on Vine right now. I mean, setting Doritos on fire on Vine right now would that really create a million followers?
4: It's hard to say. I would say one of the reasons that definitely helped me grow was the fact that I was the first in quotes life hack account on vine. So I was the first okay. person posting those informational videos, those how-to videos that wasn't entirely a thing until I kind of brought it there. So once it was there, it was the only, you know, outlet for that and that's kind of what helped people follow it. You know, it was follow me or follow no one if that's what you're interested in.
0: I also think that, you know, in 2016 versus 2014 when you po- posted your first one, there's Such a larger number of users on Vine, uh, you know, again, doing life hack stuff or food stuff or, you know, what have you, that it might be a little harder. I mean, I have a a friend who, you know, she posts Vines of her cats and they don't really get much of, uh, you know, loop count. But then she posts herself making eggs in the morning and it gets, you know, 600,000 a million loops. So I think it might be luck of the draw almost.
1: Wow.
4: Definitely I would well, say there's some some randomness to it, but at the same time, you know, if you can find that winning formula, you just have to stick to it.
0: And so now moving to TrendPi, uh, you know, how do you describe TrendPi and what makes you different versus like a rank zoo or something like that?
4: TrendPi is an influencer marketing company, similar to a lot out there, but what makes us different is we are all about long term relationships, lifetime value, and taking essentially a smaller cut in the beginning but taking that cut you know over a year as opposed to just one week or two weeks so i think something there that really helps us is that we can work with the startups we can work with the big companies and since we're about delivering results rather than a buck we're able to have a variety of clients which i think that was what really helped us get started as quickly as we did
1: Well, we want to hear more about this story, particularly because it's just interesting about the strategy and also the direction that you've taken here. But, uh, listeners, we have to go away for a break, but don't go away. We'll be right back with Victor Ritchie of TrendPie.
3: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
2: important.
3: Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to mobile presence only on Cranberry radio.
1: And welcome back to mobile presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with mobile groove before the break, Victor, we were talking about sort of like, you know, what is trend pie and what makes it different, but maybe we, touch also just to be very clear about you know you say you build relationships with your clients just exactly what are you doing and how are you doing it
4: correct yeah I mean we have tons and tons of different clients some coming some go but our goal is to at least have that open door where if a client comes for a week they can feel comfortable to come back you know two months later and we can just pick up right where we left off What we do, essentially, is work with the apps to develop a social media advertising strategy that works for their app, whether they're a wedding app, a jobs app, a drinking game app. You know, we can fit that into our network and fit that with the
0: correct strategy. That's great. And so with that strategy, it's basically you connecting these customers to influencers right so what do those influencers do for your clients or is it is it all kinds of things
4: it's, it's definitely a variety what we try to do though is make it seem uh we'll collect the best group of influencers that we can that are available on the day for the campaign so if we're launching a campaign on a monday we'll collect all the influencers that we'll use for that campaign over the weekend And then we'll get them to start working on some creatives. We'll create creatives in-house and some of the influencers will create the ad creatives themselves. And once that's established, we'll get things ready to launch on the Monday for this campaign. And from there, we work with the app. We let them know what's about to happen. And ideally, we as TrendPi and the influencers essentially are trying to make it look like we're doing these people's followers a favor by telling them about this app. So when an influencer tweets about the app we're promoting, we want their followers to say, hey, that's really cool, let me go download that, not why is this ad in my face, I'm unfollowing this account. Hmm.
1: So how do you find those influencers and and, and name some of them as well, Victor, because, you know, I'm thinking about when I do influencer marketing with some of my clients, what we end up doing, okay, maybe it's a little old school because I do a lot of B2B here. But, uh, you know, we look at uh, influence across social channels. There are products like uh, Listen Little Bird that will tell you who has the influence, what's it like in, in the world of video and who are you working with?
4: I mean, we've worked with hundreds and hundreds of Twitter accounts, not to mention the other socials we've been on. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of our more popular ones are the account at Dory, which is a very, very engaged account. It's arguably one of the strongest parody accounts on Twitter. Mm. Uh, We work at that account a lot. And it's really interesting because when you start working with these parody accounts, they have super high engagement rates, but they're almost seemingly overlooked by a lot of influencer companies who are looking for someone with a brand name behind it, like a Kardashian or something of that sort. But you can get these smaller accounts with such great activity at such a lower cost that it's infinitely more beneficial to line 10 of them up to post in one day than to have that whole budget go to one big name celebrity that just won't have the ROI you're looking for.
0: And sometimes with those big, bigger celebrities, I mean, most of the interaction is, you know, young kids just saying first, second, third, you know, <laughs> and it's not really them looking at whatever it is that they're talking about. So I, I'm definitely on board with that.
4: Exactly. A lot of those people who follow these big name celebrities are following them because they're celebrities. They're not necessarily following them because their content is cool. So yeah. and that's the and thing with the parody accounts, the only reason people follow them is because their content is cool. And how much can it cost? We have a variety of price ranges. We usually start at around $2,000. Uh, and what we do with that is you run a bunch of different ad creatives to see which ones work best for your app, uh, which has the best message, what messaging works properly and what doesn't. From there, we usually begin to scale the campaigns up, up a bit, $3,000 to 5000 all the way up to $15,000 for a one-day campaign. And essentially, the goal of that is obviously to hit the app as hard as possible, get it to rise as high as we can in the app store. And hopefully, you know, if we do our job right, the app will stick, we'll get it trending on the app store and just a bunch of good things will start coming from that.
0: And, you know, being in the creative space, one of the biggest issues that we have is proving return on investment. So what do you show your clients and marketers to show that you're getting those results?
4: Yeah, that's a very good question, uh, which we're troubled with a lot, actually, because one of the ways we promote apps is not in the usual way with tracking links and KPIs and all that information. Mm-hmm. We feel that almost dilutes the results uh, before we want it to be. Our followers are almost thanking us for telling them about this app. And if we have mm-hmm. all this eight uh, hashtags and tracking links, it's away from that. So one of the ways we really show ROI and you know what we did is we can track all the impressions and engagements on Twitter itself and further than that we pull App Store data that shows the dramatic spike of their app downloads mm-hmm. exactly so we can track that on one end and we can track the social media impressions and engagements on the other end
1: So I'm just curious you know we're talking about campaigns here let's pretend I'm an app studio, I have an app with Hit potential. how do you work with me to achieve that success and, and sort of the consulting you're going to give me? Because obviously somewhere you're making a match between what I want to achieve and the influencer can, influencers rather, who can help me achieve it. But that must be a, a very interesting formula if you can share some of that.
4: So I would say there's no real right or wrong answer. Um, It's almost like a guess and check. However, since we've been doing this for such a long time and multiple campaigns per day, we can kind of feel out some of the results. So we're not just throwing random amounts of money at random people. We almost have a set system and we just tweak that system. However, one of the things that we like to do is, as I mentioned earlier, is that $2,000 test campaign. And what that does basically is that it allows us to run a variety of different ad styles, creatives, and use different influencers. So with that, we can figure out what messaging works best for your app, what types of influencers should be on the campaign, and just overall how your app is perceived on social
0: media. That's really cool. Now, you know, again, we've been talking about app developers, but what about brands? Is it any different uh, if you work with brands that don't necessarily have an app to be downloaded? The process is essentially the same.
4: However, we obviously make some changes. We're not going to promote clothing the same way we're going to promote a first-person shooter app. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the process is fun. We match influencers and we you know, go for the target impressions and all of that. But we do work with a lot of brands and do work with videos as well so we can promote video views. And that's one of the things where we say, hey, we'll get you 500,000 views on a Monday and then 500,000 on Tuesday for a package of one million views. Mm -hmm. And the way we do that is essentially just blast the video out to millions and millions of people, which then trickles down to an amount of views.
0: When you even just watch TV and you see a Dell commercial using a YouTube influencer as the star, I mean, things are kind of moving in now. Where do you see influencer marketing going? Is it going from a, ah, that would be nice to have for our campaign to a, well, this is a must-have type deal?
4: I, I think for sure it's a must-have at this point, and I think it's only going to be more so. Oh, so it
0: already is, yeah, okay. I,
4: I think without it, um, you're missing a huge, huge market. And if influencer marketing is done right, you can get, the cheapest results and the best results possible
1: well we're going to go to break right now but i think uh after the break we're going to come back we're going to get some tips around how you can get the most out of influencer marketing and obviously listening to you victor uh it's not hard to do it on a tight budget so uh we'll look forward right after this break
3: mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors
4: at BruceClay.com
3: Conversion Conference the can't miss CRO event of 2016 join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas May 18th and 19th for the biggest industry wide conversion event ever Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio.
1: And we're back. Welcome back to the final segment of Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove.
0: And I'm Shahab Zagara with Higher Ground Creative Agency.
1: And our guest, Victor Ritchie, the founder of TrendPie.
0: Victor, it's been a fantastic episode thus far there. I I do have 1.6 million loops on Vine. So if you ever need to put me on a low-rung kind of influencer (laughs) for any of your clients, let me know. I will uh, be happy to help. But no, so this is shameless
1: plug here. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) But, um... Lots of street cred here too, you know, Shahab. I've been I've been voted I don't know if I share that with you, I'm at Mobile World Congress this and you have to consider that I was up there with like the Lenovo's and the you know, My business is myself, my husband, several cats, lots of friends. <laughs> but
0: sorry. I have a feeling then well, let me tell you about this mobile presence show. And here's exactly. the one I was on, kinda of thing. Yes. But no, that's so it, that's so this segment, we usually give top takeaways for our listeners. It's it's the kind of thing that they love to take notes on. Uh, so just judging by what we've been talking about today, uh, can you give us top three tips on how to pick the right quality influencer for your campaign?
4: Absolutely. First off, congrats, Peggy, on top 100 <laughs> influencer. Well,
1: thank um,
4: you. Maybe we'll have to sign you up one day. Um, <laughs> but definitely, the top tips, I'd say First and foremost, the bigger the influencer is not necessarily the better. As Mm. I kind of mentioned before, targeting Kim Kardashian for a soccer app is not going to be the smartest move. It's going to be way too much money, and the conversion rate is just not going to be there. Number two, I would say check for spam triggers or any red flags on the account. If you see the account is retweeting hundreds and hundreds of things per day, that might be a red flag that they just are followers. And when they post your content, it'll get drowned out by all of that. Mm. Mm. Another mm. spam trigger on that same note is if they 1.2 million people and only have 200,000 followers. You can kind of mm. assume with that, that they're just going through and following all those you know, 1.2 million people and only unfollowing. And exactly. Yeah. And, and those followers will not be active followers. That goes again. Point number 1, size in, is not always better. You want to look for engagement. And something for the engagement part of it is the credibility of the account. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, some of the accounts we work with are parody accounts, anonymous accounts, but they have such high engagement and the followers are following those accounts just because of their content. So when these accounts are posting or tweeting People are on there just to see what they tweet. So there's there's already an interest in what this account is going to be tweeting before your content is on it. So that also helps because when they tweet about your account, you have the inherent interest of all their followers and then any other interest that is carried over for how relevant the content is to that individual.
1: Those are just hugely helpful tips here. I'm just curious, Shahab, do you feel that uh, moving forward, you're going to have to be educating your clients about influencer marketing and sharing, you know, others because I'm not sure they entirely, well, it's not new, but it is for brands. I'm not sure if they entirely grasp it or if you're going to have to play the role of an educator here.
0: I, th- I think you're right. I think it's definitely, you know, the segment where or the era where we're educating the clients, uh, maybe where we were five years ago with social media in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but they're slowly getting it, you know, and the larger the brand is generally they're already kind of dipping into it. But we were talking to a small casino out here in Las Vegas. We're just, t- you know, hey, let's get a low rung local celebrity to be the voice of, you know, the video and they kind of bowed out. Because no, no, we'll pick, you know, just a random actress. It'll be cheaper in the long run. But so it's kind of a pushback there. Get better at the educating part of it. But yeah, you're definitely right.
1: Yeah, because part of this is going to be about picking the ones, as you said, Victor, you know, big is not always better. Really about the sense of cultivating influencers as well. I mean, it's fascinating. And I want to have you back many times (laughs) over the next months. But for the moment, how do. with you get some uh, insights into influencer marketing maybe you're blogging on certain sites or or sharing your thoughts what's the best way to stay in touch and keep up to date
4: Uh, the best way definitely our website Mm -hmm. trendpie.com hello at trendpie.com shoot us an email and we'll take care of you we will be blogging that will be coming soon Uh, Mm -hmm. you know once i get some things wrapped up hopefully i'll have some time to jot down my thoughts and post it and give hopefully receive plenty of feedback on it
0: and you know thank you again for having me on
1: amazing i'm really excited about that shahab what about you
0: well listeners can get a hold of me on twitter or vine at the same username shahab zagari that's z-a-r-g-a-r-i and they can check out our portfolio at highergroundcreative.agency
1: and you can follow me on Twitter at peggy Ann A-N-N-E. You can also email me, Peggy at MobileGroove.com, where you can also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can also check out my columns and posts elsewhere on the web about the business of mobile or mobile apps on Forbes, VentureBeat, and my own Mobile Groove. Thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to cranberry.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile, and I guess from here on also, influencer marketing. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week.
4: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.